After killing the entire Viet Cong army, they returned to base camp. Once there, they rode the Devil's Drop roller coaster and ate cotton candy. And ultimately, Ned got the Purple Heart for his courageous defense of the log ride. So was the horror of Vietnam, the end. The end. Are there any questions? Yes, Mr. Garrison? Yes, uh, where the f*** did you hear this ridiculous load of bullshit? Kick ass. Welcome to Going Down to South Park, the podcast where we always have ourselves a time. This week we are here to review the episode, The Mexican Staring Frog of Southern Sri Lanka. I'm Dando. I am Guy, and South Park has become South Park, if you ask me. It <laughs> um, really has, hasn't it? This, this episode tackles so many of my favourite things. Shows like, the, the ridiculousness of shows like Jerry Springer, like those, that real late 90s, early 2000s, just mm. causing mayhem in front of a live studio audience kind of, te- kind of series. Conspiracy theories. South Park tackling conspiracy theories. Does it get any funnier than that? (laughs) (laughs) Nam flashbacks. (laughs) (laughs) That's also one of my favourite moments. But also, they somehow find a way to teach kids and younger viewers that there is consequences for lying. There's always a lesson. Always. I I think it's it's not the one thing that keeps the show from total irresponsibility. uh, You know, there's so much quote-unquote, wrong in this episode. I mean, like, <laughs> they do so much wrong stuff. Um, but, you know, it's good at heart, and it's got a, um, a, you know, a functioning moral compass, this show. But, you know, everything around is, is just so um, incorrect, shall we say. I just love that they in this episode, with the, the amusement park side of, of Nam, right, they never actually call that out as bullshit. The only bullshit they call it is the fact that Jimbo didn't take out the entire army by himself. Everything else was just like, oh, it could have happened. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I love that uh, they have that conversation when they're uh, heading out for the uh, on the tree frog hunt or the staring, yeah, the staring frog hunt. And the other guy saying, "Oh man, we were in tet. We would have loved a log ride." I just, I just love that they they kept going with it. It wasn't just a little one bit. It was, it was the yeah. the line I went throughout the entire episode. Whenever Nam was brought up, it's like, oh man, I really wish I had that amusement, that 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 ride and that ride. And how fun was that one? And it's just it's so good. <laughs> and just but because yeah. you dip out on something, it's like that war was hell on everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but also the conspiracy theory side of things as well. Like the, I just love. They ain't really get shows like this anymore. That now they're sort of stuck on YouTube for because I mean back in the day I feel like conspiracy theories used to be fun and now they've made them so ridiculous mm. and there's so much angst when it comes around conspiracy theories now that there's a real divide. It's either you're a conspiracy theorist or you're not. Well, back in the day it was kind of like eh, did people walk on the moon? Eh, I mean, like it was like a, a, a bit of fun. Like you, you knew that man walked on the moon, but it was just fun to sort of joke around with it. Now it's just like, oh, fucking conspiracy theories. Fuck off. There are people who are composing composing their whole lives, yeah, or their whole belief system around this quite erroneous belief, shall we say? And you used to be able to avoid them, or you used to be able to sort of go. Oh, okay, well, yeah, you believe what you believe. There's a very small subsection of you, and I'm sure you're having fun. But, and I blame social media for it, I do, Dando. <laughs> but I mean, Twitter and Facebook and everything else is sort of put it a little more in your face. It gives people the ability to not stop either. Unless yeah. you delete them as a friend or just completely just mute them and hide them. It's just, they're always going to be continuously just throwing it at you going, here's here's why the vaccine is bad for you and here's this and here's that. And I'm like, I don't care. Like, yeah. I don't care. Can you not just accept that I don't give a shit? Leave me alone. <laughs> I mean, they probably know that, but it's just the echo chamber. The echo is bouncing off so yeah. many walls that it's gathering sound and volume 
every time it's repeated. That was one good thing about the the pandemic. There was there was nothing good that came from it, but like the one positive that I found from it was that I was able to distinguish which friends I actually still want in my life and which ones I don't. <laughs> and I had a good clean sweep of my social media. I tell you, during that pandemic, the occasional tuning into a show like oh, I don't know something to do with ghost hunting or aliens built the pyramids Big or some shit like that. Yeah. yeah, or Bigfoot. It's like it's fun to dip my toe into this. Because you know it's you know it's bullshit, but it's just a bit of fun. Now it's not fun anymore. And it's interesting to sort of wonder why people think like this. But now Mm. all you're hearing about is people who think like this, and I'd rather not. So yeah, yeah, this was um, a bit of a uh, a stroll down memory lane to the good old days of isolated conspiracy theories that you could readily ignore, as opposed to just you know the white noise that's in your ears all the time these days. You know what's kind of killed the whole alien sighting and UFO sighting uh, conspiracies is that there were always blurred images, right? Always really hard to see, mm. grainy footage, blah, blah, blah. But now that technology has advanced to where everyone's smartphones now in like 4K, the fact that you can't find anything that's clear anymore just makes uh, everyone just go, that's yeah. bullshit. <laughs> yeah, get, something that, get something that we know is real, that is, is clear, and we will believe it. That's Oh, you see that blur up in the sky? It's like, I'm pretty sure that's you. Go in, focus. No, that's a bird. <laughs> <laughs> also, to Photoshop. Photoshop's just debunked so much stuff now where you don't know, even in just, when it, not just conspiracy theories, with anything on social media or anything online, is it real or is it not? Because anything can be Photoshopped now and doctored. Yeah, or deep faked or whatever. So yeah. uh, The fact that they made Mark Hamill like 25, 30 years old again in Mandalorian, is, it's, it's actually quite scary. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but this episode, though, the way they handled it with um, and, like Jimbo and Ned, just are your perfect characters to be the the hosts of this show, aren't they? They're very much so, yeah. And look, they were so likeable in this episode as well, despite the fact that they were laying waste to all manner of uh, of animal uh, animal kingdoms. Uh, but yeah, you're right. They're exactly the right people for it. They're, you know, they're sort of little marginalised, little on the fringes and uh, yeah, coming up with their own skewed vision of life. At least within this episode, we'll just discuss conspiracy theorists and modern day conspiracy theorists. M- many of them are very in your face and angry. These guys represented Jimbo and Ed, like United Conspiracy Theorists, where it was just like, here's what we believe. We're not going to force it on you, but how fuck, how, how cool is this? And it's like, yeah, well, yeah. I'll sit down and watch this for 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. They never used, yeah. I'm sure there were some that got in your face back in the oh, day, yeah, yeah. but essentially it was like, you know, you went around to your, your weird uncle's place, you know, and he's like, have a beer. I'm going to tell you a couple of things about the world that you, you know, your parents won't tell you this one. But, uh, and you're like, you're probably young and gullible enough to go, oh, there might be something to that. Oh, you know, it's always it's always interesting, if dangerous, when someone says, let me tell you how the world really works. It's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and as, as you're saying, it's, it's, it's always, it's good to get into the kids when they're young because they're very easily manipulated. And if you can plant those seeds young enough, well, we all want to touch some children. Yeah, yeah. There's always that one person in the family, though, that everyone knows, oh, don't let don't let little Elliot talk to that guy because he'll fucking warp his mind. So that's, yeah. it's just like steer clear of him because it's always they're always dangerous. But um, but I just thought, yeah, Ned and Jimbo and this were actually quite good. And a great take on this was that how many perceive the conspiracy theorists to be gullible. So these kids are sending in this tape, which is so ridiculous, but they're just like, they don't know who it's from or anything, mm. but they're just going with it. They're like, this is real. That's the actual frog. <laughs> to the point where they, don't, they won't even look at the screen and they're still believing it. <laughs> Finally, confirmation of my beliefs. You know, I've got, a, I've got a second opinion that's, you know, backing me up. 
Now it's the, the these days it's, oh, I watched this scientist on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> How many times have we hear that over the last three years? Well, I don't give a shit what all the thousands of doctors around the world are telling me. This scientist on YouTube, he wants to tell you the truth. This one scientist with 36 subscribers, he knows the truth. Yeah. This scientist, yes. yes. <laughs> Doing the big air quotes there, folks. <laughs> But enough about shitting on conspiracy theorists. If you're a conspiracy theorist, that's fine. We love you. But only just just don't push it in my face. Yeah. You know what I you know, one one last thing actually on conspiracy theorists. One thing that really sort of hit me hard was that in Geelong here, we live in Geelong, one of the most acclaimed AFL footballers of all time is Gary Ablett Senior. He's had his off field dramas, but when it came to on the field, he's admired for his talents. And he have you seen the videos that he put out? I think I saw maybe one of them and I'm like, I don't need to see any more of that. No, I watched about a minute of it and I went, oh, this is killing my childhood. I can't watch yes. this. What's happening right now? He was just, oh, it was real sad. Yeah, but, <laughs> it was just, let's just remember the good time. <laughs> yeah, let's just remember Ablett in the air. <laughs> but yeah, and what, what did you think of the whole, um, the Jerry Springer aspect side of this with, with Jesus having to convert his show to, to equal Jimbo in the ratings? I thought it was so funny. Oh, yeah. Look, I mean, I think around this period in, in my life, I was like, yes, it's time for me to <laughs> disregard that kind of stuff. But, uh, you know, so when Jerry Spring was on or Maury or any one of those sort of th- those shows that had people in the audience go, she needs to drop that zero and get herself a hero. <laughs> Yeah, I don't need to be watching this. But at the same time, the, the crowd they they went there with their one liners to say to the people, regardless of what was even happening on the stage. Very much so. Yeah, but but watching this, I was having a very nice flashback to seeing ads for like too hot for TV, too was hot for t- that. That yeah, is the loved funny. It. I, I just love that whole era. Yeah, oh, so good, isn't it? <laughs> we're working out. We can do this on television, but we can't do this on. We've moved. We, you know, we're pushing the boundaries a little bit, but you know, some stuff's still too hot. But we know you want it, so, <laughs> so you know, here it is on videotape, or you know, and then they became special features on a DVD. Pretty much so, yeah. But also, you know, the DVDs you'd get is like time for the unreaded cut. Yeah, you know? fire in the background. <laughs> yeah, or the, the extreme cut. That's, <laughs> why, that's, that's one of my favourite parts about the um, the Woodstock documentary was the Too Hot for TV like documentary, that, that, like, the, the pay-per-views they were filming on site with that's guys just right. getting their cocks out and stuff. I'm like, what is happening here? And the funniest <laughs> thing is that now all that is just in the documentary that, you know, anyone with a Netflix account can just, you know, oh, okay, I'm watching the, I'm watching the Woodstock documentary, uh, Woodstock 99 documentary on Netflix. Oh, there's a whole lot of boobs and, hey, there's a wiener. So... <laughs> What were your favourite moments from the Mexican Staring Frog from Southern Sri Lanka? Look, there are a lot of just little bits that I really enjoyed. But one thing I, I, I really enjoyed that was this felt to me like Cartman becoming Cartman. As I said before, South Park becoming South Park. But this is really, oh, this is what Cartman's like, all this stuff. They're telling, they're uh, making up the plot about the, uh, the Staring Frog and, um, mm. you know, sweet. No, yeah, sweet. Yeah, super sweet. <laughs> Just getting so excited. He <laughs> made to dress up as the woman. <laughs> that was so much. Yeah, well, first of all, the frog stuff where he's a me 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 me. Yeah, the voice. I'm very scary. <laughs> but then, but then, then when he's in the old lady habit, <laughs> just falls over. I, that I was like, that was fantastic. I, I feel like the first steps towards this Cartman was the um when he was a cop. 
and he was doing the cops yes. Cartman takeoff. I'm like, okay, this is starting to get into the fight. They've realized. I know. I know. Cartman was still a star of the show because you know you well, he was the star of the show. But by this point, they're really pushing the boundaries now of what you can do with the Cartman character. Yeah, and I think Parker and Stone probably tweaked to the fact that there are a whole bunch of kids in schoolyard just going, yeah, that's right, I'm Cartman. Cartman's my favorite, he's so cute. <laughs> so I was like, okay, let's really steer into the voice and you know, give him, he already had catchphrases and stuff, but uh, yeah, they really just went full all in on Cartman, which I thought was fantastic. I remember um, as a kid watching basketball for the first time and when he does the, the side cat, where he does the Cartman voice, yeah. I was like, it's the voice, he did it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, also, when uh, <laughs> on the episode of Jesus and Pals, where it, um, what was the car accident or something? He goes, "Yeah, that's right. He's my husband. I love him very much." And he just puts, <laughs> "It's that's horrible, a, isn't it? It's horrible. It's such a juvenile thing for me to laugh at, but <laughs> I just can't stop laughing at." But I think my I think favorite that's, I think bit. What's so good? I think that's why South Park has been able to just stay successful for so long. It's because it almost gives you an out to laugh at shit like that. Mm, Where if, yeah. if that's on any other TV show, you feel awkward watching it, but you're watching South Park and it's like nothing's, everything's free game watching South Park. You can laugh at it whatever. Yeah, you, you turn on to South Park, it's like you bought the ticket, take the ride. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, <laughs> uh, but I think my favourite part was the fact that uh, Ned, Ned, before he was talking like this, he just had the lovely Trey Parker voice. Yes. <laughs> oh, hello. Also, would you like another muffin? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, no, such a tragedy that, that poor old Ned now talks like this. <laughs> did they did they reveal why his voice changed? I think he was just smoking too much. Just smoking too much, okay. Because yeah. they, they said, I was like, those things are bad for you. Not me, I'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> it, is, it, it is honestly one of my... All-time favourite pop culture things, the Trey Parker voice. The, I the think news it, reporter. Oh, yeah, in, in all fact, because I don't think there's a lot of variation in what he does. No. But whenever he sort of puts on that kind of voice, <laughs> nothing cracks me up more. I just, I just love it. I, I love to hear it and I love to imitate it. I'd imitate it badly, but I still love to do it. You know what I love the most, though, is that despite all the success... I don't know so much Matt Stone, but Trey Parker just seems like an absolute teddy bear. He just seems like the mm. nicest guy. Down to earth. His own worst critic. He's just, he's not like in any way arrogant. He's just seems, he just seems like the kind of guy I would just love to just walk up and just give a big cuddle. Like, he, just, yeah, he just seems like the greatest guy. You'd think you would have heard by now if he was an absolute douche behind the oh, scenes. Of course you would. Because everyone, the media wanted to out these guys as assholes yeah. and they just couldn't I mean the, the closest they got was oh look at these guys taking acid and going to the red cup and everyone's like that's fucking cool <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what, what, what they just fucked the establishment but they're not doing it in a way that's being mean to anybody they're just doing no. stuff that really at the end of the day they're doing anything wrong no they're not hurting anybody they're not no. doing anything they're, they're amusing the hell out of themselves and by extension us Yes, yeah. They're just not following your rules. That's the only reason they didn't like them. But yeah, Trey Parker seems like an absolute gentleman. Yes. What are some oh, of your right. favourites, Dennis? Did you? Uh, well, uh, we've actually, my favourites, we've actually already gone through them all. So I just love Cartman with the frog. <laughs> I love it. I, I also love the um, the Michael Jackson fan as well. <laughs> For no reason. <laughs> cool, yeah, keeps calling Jesus Montel. Montel Williams was another talk show host back in the day. Yes. And, um, <laughs> and he makes and that little- crosses off trivia question. <laughs> oh, sorry, man. 
we all want to touch children every once in a while. <laughs> and I love, Lord. I also really enjoyed when <laughs> she tells him to fight. And she's like, you know, what if you get pissed off and throw a chair? Dibs. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now let's try to get an answer from someone who's not a complete retard. All right, Mr. Davis, it is time for some trivia of the Mexican staring frog of southern Sri Lanka. But before we do that, we have some shout-outs to read out, don't we, of our beloved $20 patrons. Oh, my God, that absolute legion of heroes. Absolute legion of heroes is the perfect way to describe these people. All right, kicking off with our man Andrew Zer, steamed ham champion Dylan Haggett, Pete Anderson, Jordan Moleman, Richie Christopher Darby, plain old Matt Andrew Davis, Ryan Dunlap, Jared Howard, Hank Scorpio, Kevin Dental Plan Flood, Jonathan Rossi, Zach Pruitt, Timothy Burleson, Joel Yoland, Katie G, Daniel Kotnick, Shannon Hofer, Reese Roberts, George McMenemy, Stephen Roberts, Sean Devey, Bella Winderbank, Tom Pickering, Mark Boston Burgess, Groundskeeper Noah, Declan Phoenix, Lewis Kavanagh, Jack McFadden, Heath Appleby, Preston Murray, and Adric McLeod. Thank you guys for your support. Also, the newest members of the Four Finger Discount family, Chris Livingston, Rachel McLean, Cameron Shields, Paul, Daniel Merson, Kieran Love, Scott Ludwig, Stuart Christie, Gavin Lang, Stuart Holt, Emily Marie, Little Sofs, and Jacqueline Banks. Thank you guys for your support. And also, shout out to our man, Elliot J. O'Neill from the Simpsons Index Podcast. If you do enjoy Simpsons Podcast and you and you don't want to just listen to Four Finger Discount, you can check out the Simpsons Index guy. And myself appeared on that a couple of weeks ago, which was a lot of fun. And here's our $100 patron of the month. So thank you so much, the man behind the Simpsons Index Podcast, Elliot J. O'Neill. We love all mm. those patrons, don't we, Mr. Davis? We do equally. We do <laughs> equally, yes. Equal amount. Yes, guys, if you want to get early access to this show and all the other shows we do here on the Four Finger Discount Network, as well as hours upon hours upon hours of bonus podcasts, Zoom chats with Guy, myself, and much, much more, you just go to patreon.com slash discount. where also Mr. Davis and I, uh, we've discussed this, I uh, feel like it's time. By the end of the year, we're going to be reviewing, or do, should we do a commentary or a review of South Park, Big Longer and Uncut? Would you prefer a review or a commentary? Maybe we'll throw it to the, to the patrons. I think we should throw it to the patrons. Um, I myself would prefer to do a review, Mm -hmm. but... I feel like when you do commentaries, you you gloss over a lot of things. You don't really talk about it in depth, don't you? That's true, yeah. But uh, look, let's let's leave it to the patrons. Uh, Mm -hmm. They are... We are merely the puppets. They are pulling the strings. Exactly right. So there's going to be a review or a commentary of South Park Bigger, Longer and Cut available on our Patreon by the end of the year, probably in the next couple of weeks or so. And that'll be available for just one single dollar redo, just one dollar Patreon. So if you want to check it out, what all this old patronage is all about, one dollar and you can get access to that and all the other uh, bonus podcasts we have there on our Four Finger Discount, Patreon, patreon.com slash Four Finger Discount. Mr. Davis, you've already take, uh, ruined one of my trivia questions, so hit me with one of yours. Okay, uh, to begin with, the ratings on Hunting and Killing went from what to what? Was it 6 to 12 people? It doubled. It went from 6 to 12. Yeah. Uh, holy crap, we might get an Emmy. <laughs> <laughs> My first question is, the bad guys were spotted about 10 clicks north of where? Oh, I want to say Danang, but that's not correct. It's one of the, um, the theme parks that's on the map. It's actually Jungle Land. Oh, <laughs> Danang is on the map, but this is Jungle Land. That's what he points to. Yeah. Uh, my next question for you: What is the name of the roller coaster in Vietnam? Oh, good question. Um, no, lost on me. What is it? It was called the Devil's Drop. There we go. 
I do love a good theme park ride name. It goes a long way to ensuring whether you want to go on it or not. There's an art to it, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's got to be scary, but not too scary. Like, particularly when it comes to like ghost houses. Like some, some, place, some things just say like ghost trains, like yeah, whatever. But it's got a really good name. Like yeah. something with like hell in it. Well, what was the one in Futurama? Can you remember? I can't remember either. Oh no, nah. Uh, but anyway, a, a good name can make can make you go on a shit. Even if the ride looks shit, you're like, sounds good though. I might go in there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like the neck breaker or the chiropractor or something. Yes, exactly right. Yeah. All right. My next question is: Well, since you didn't answer my first one, I'm not sure how you're going to go with this next one. Name no. the other three theme parks that are also on the map. <laughs> okay, no. I'm, I'm not even going to try. I can't do it. I'm sorry. Mystical Land, Wilderness Land, and Futureland. Ah, okay. So it's a bit like Westworld. Um, what was I going to say? Okay, uh, my next question to you is, what is the name of Jesus's house band? Ooh, another good question. I did love that aspect as well, giving in the house band, <laughs> cutting to the band all the time. Nah, what is it? Uh, on the drums, it says Disciples. The Disciples. Okay. Uh, my final question, you've already stolen it. What was the name? What name does the MJ fan give to Jesus? And you've already said. It's <laughs> <laughs> Montiel. Montiel. Um, I've got one more for you, if you like. Hit me. Okay. Uh, the law that um, stops uh, Jimbo and Ned from saying, they're coming right at us, is colloquially known as what? Pussy law number four, I think it was. Pussy law number four. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's trivia for the Mexican Staring Frog of Southern Sri Lanka. We'll be right back, guys, after this short break with our in-depth review. Yeah. If you're a fan of everything we do here at Going Down to South Park, you can support the show on Patreon, where not only will you get early ad-free access to the show, but you also get access to hours of bonus podcasts, access to our exclusive Facebook community, and so much more. So join the family today at patreon.com slash discount. Link is in the description of this podcast. The original air date of the Mexican Staring Frog of Southern Sri Lanka. I mean, that is not a TV guide-friendly title, is it? (laughs) (laughs) It's not SEO-friendly. No, not at all. Uh, Originally aired June 10th, 1998. Still in 98, wowee. It was written by Trey Parker and Matt Stone and directed by Trey Parker. The episode (laughs) kicks off with hunting and killing with Jimbo and Ned. I hate (laughs) killing. I'm not a a fan of killing at all, of, of hunting or anything like that. But this show... Looks like it'd be a lot of fun if there was no killing in it. Like, it's just these guys, they're your Wayne's World equivalent of, of hunters. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, they're oh, yeah. ridiculous. And they'd be, if they're doing something that wasn't killing animals, I'd be all about watching these two guys. They seem like a lot of fun. They've got a lovely, uh, lovely chemistry together. They just seem they're to get buddies. along famously. Yeah. They enjoy their activities. Um, yeah, they, it, it's a shame that they're going out and just uh, yeah, rendering species extinct. By the way, one quick thing as well. I will never, ever, ever not laugh at a South Park, someone doing a, a big smile and a thumbs up on South Park like the camera guy does at the start here. Yeah. It's like, welcome back to Hunt and Kill. And the guy behind the camera is just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's something that uh, South Park does that so well. My favourite uh, cameraman revealing his face is the Wheel of Fortune moment. Which one was that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. The black guy looks, looks around from the camera and say, what are you going to say, motherfucker? <laughs> I know what it is, but I don't want to say it. <laughs> uh, but Jimbo and Ned, they have a terrific show where they're going to kill some elk and some mountain goats. But then he discusses, due to pussy law number four, which states no animal shall be harmed, even in self-defense, unless specific license and season is in order. They Their whole, um, it's coming right for us. It's not going to work anymore, is it? 
No, it is not. So, uh, yeah, they've had to come up with a uh, whole new strategy, um, thinning out the herd, as they say. Yeah, so I love it. If we didn't kill it, it would have died. <laughs> it's like, we have to kill animals or else they'll die. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone, I think even the cameraman who's like thumbs up and that's how he's going, like, what? Yeah. Uh, so self-defense can only be justified by extreme provable peril and or documented visible bodily harm. So, yeah, as I said, it's coming right for us. It will no longer work. But they um they then show footage of them thinning out the uh, the deer numbers. Now see now they won't starve. <laughs> we're environmentalists. Yeah. <laughs> love it. Uh, so we're at school now and they're learning all about Vietnam. I love at the start that Mr. Garrison though is trying to be all sort of wise about it. He's like, oh, what is Vietnam? A chest a question a child might ask, but not a childish question. <laughs> Like, you wanker. <laughs> but yeah, Mr. Hacker. That's right, Mr. Garrison. Vietnam was sticky and icky. I liked that they make you, made you think that he was going to be a Nam veteran. But was <laughs> yeah, it? he's having all these terrible flashbacks to all that all that terrible footage of, you know, soldiers suffering in Vietnam. And then he just slaps that game voice over on it. Just guys with their shirts off and everything, having a shower. <laughs> mm, where can I hide this big pipe? <laughs> Do they? Does Garrison actually have a big smile on his face when that happens? Or he, I you think sort of so. smoke or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so he gives the kids the assignment. You got to interview someone who was someone who was in the Vietnam War. And Stan points out that his uncle w- was in there. So then they, we got to uh, Jimbo's mysteries of the unexplained. I love the unsolved mysteries. Anything with a mystery mm. is always. If I'm flicking through like Netflix, so I think it's unsolved mysteries is on Netflix. It's on one of them. It is, I see. Yeah. I'm like. I'm going to watch you one day because I know it's going. To, I know it's going to be bullshit. But the thing, the, the, the beauty of those shows is because they're unsolved. You can't prove they're bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of unsolved mysteries, do not watch The Watcher. It's fucking terrible. <laughs> it is an absolute shocker. It's so fucking bad. It is so bad. I was like, how much did you watch? I watched the. I got like four episodes in. I was like, Nicola, I've committed four hours to this shit. I'm going to watch it through because it was only seven episodes. Oh my. God, I was so, I was like livid. I was I was genuinely angry watching that show. How they would just throw something at you and then just leave it unexplained. Like, what? Yeah. What, the, what the? That just wait. Well, wait a minute. Can someone explain why that happened? No, no. We're moving on to the next the next shocking moment. And I'm like, but you haven't explained the last shocking moment. This is all bullshit. I think you can find the actual New York Magazine story that it was based on yeah. online, and I think it's. They took the term loosely and fucking ran with it. And ran, yeah, exactly ran with it. But yeah, the lovely Louise and I watched the first episode. We were kind of like, it was a Friday night. And we're like, eh. we, had, we had to stay up late because we <laughs> had to pick up her daughter from her first night at her job and she was finishing at midnight. So eh, we can't go, oh, to, can't go to sleep. We have to watch something. But honestly, the watcher nearly put us to sleep. Because <laughs> um, they got a good cast. They had a really good cast, but they just gave them terrible characters as well. Yeah. I mean, like, am I supposed to like them? Am I supposed to hate them? What's going on? Yeah, here? Uh, yeah. As it went along, I was thinking, okay, I mean, maybe they'll reveal a bit more about these characters as we go, and I'll feel a bit more sympathy for them. But based on the first episode, I'm like, I don't like the people in the house, and I don't like the people outside the house. Um, why am I watching this? <laughs> and then they never explain why the neighbors were all creepy or anything. It's just, oh mm. man, it is a bad show. Do listeners. Do yourself a favor and do not fucking watch it. Do not, do not watch it. Make sure you tick like that. It's like not interested or whatever. You can like downvote things on Netflix. That's a good idea. Yeah. yeah do that. Because I remember when it came, it was like the number one show on Netflix for the day. And I'm like, you know what this is, Nicola? That's what I said to Nicola, my wife. This is Netflix who have invested a lot of money in a show. And they're telling us it's the number one show on Netflix because they want you to mm. watch it. 
<laughs> and then it's just bad. <laughs> it's no good. It is no good. Enough about the, um, the Watcher, though. Uh, getting back to Jimbo's Mysteries of the Unexplained. This is a good show. Uh, so we get the footage of the Mexican staring frog of southern Sri Lanka. And now time for Jimbo's Mysteries of the Unexplained. One of our loyal viewers from South Park sent us some 8mm film of what he claims to be the Mexican staring frog of southern Sri Lanka. Now, as you all know, the Mexican staring frog of southern Sri Lanka can supposedly kill you with one horrid gaze. If a person even so much as looks into the frog's eyes, they can be paralyzed or even die. And this film proves that that frog may very well exist. Now watch carefully, you're gonna see the Mexican staring frog. There! There, did you see it? Roll that back again. Now freeze it. Well, I'd like to know what all you skeptics have to say now. What do you think, Ned? I'm scared. Well, be sure to join us next time. Until then, we're so glad you spent your time with us while we slaughtered our way through nature's guts. Come again and stay a while. We'll kill a lot more living things and make them bleed. Mm, good night. Then the kids are explaining their assignments. So they rocked up um, to see Jimbo. And um, they asked Jimbo, was, was Vietnam fun? Was it fun? <laughs> of course it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> was, it, was it Stan or Carl? Was it? Shut up, dumbass. Of course it was fun. Yeah. Uh, it was like, like like shoving shards of glass up your ass and sitting in a tub of Tabasco sauce kind of fun. And then <laughs> this is where we get the story about how he met Ned. And it, like you were saying, Trey Parker's voice for Ned. If someone told me that, I'd go, well, that wouldn't make any sense. It, 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 look, it would look odd. No, it just seemed to fit Ned perfectly, didn't it? It really did. Plus, yeah, I'm, I just love how they take the piss out of every pop culture cliche there is so you know the minute you start uh, the vietnam flashback of course you're going to get you know time of the season by the zombies which played in every vietnam movie yeah (laughs) great song by the way but also it's just like (laughs) synonymous with vietnam (laughs) the one misstep they made is like it's either that or fortunate son by Creedence. yes it's the uh the the official (laughs) anthem of vietnam movies uh, so then we get um, then we get them to talking about Vietnam. So you know, I just gotten off the Ferris wheel, and Jimbo was assigned Ned Goblansky is his name, Ned Goblansky, mm. and he's given the mission to kill the bad guys who are located just ten clicks north of our uh, jungle land. Soon it was all on just me and Ned to win the war for America. Pass me some more cocoa, will you, Ned? Certainly. And would you like another muffin as well? Why the hell not? We're at war. Hey, you know those things are bad for your throat. No, that's all lies. I'll be fine. It's like you were saying earlier, how great was eating the muffins in the copter? They haven't bought cocoa and muffin. <laughs> would you like another muffin? No, sorry. I did his, I did his bad Ned voice. He's good. <laughs> would you like another muffin? Why the hell not? We're at war. <laughs> so the bomb, though, unfortunately won't release. So then it's somewhat of a suicide mission. They go, they go down. And then I felt so bad, though, seeing Ned blow his arm off. I'm like, oh. So this oh. is where I just lost the arm. <laughs> but then just just an absolute badass. Yeah. Though. He's just, you know, still just killing. Kill Bill uh, style. Yeah. <laughs> killing people left and right with only one arm. Slice, Jimbo slices off the heads on the uh, on the white horse, rides it on his white horse to save the army. And then he's killed the entire Viet Cong army. Whoopee. <laughs> <laughs> so they go to the base camp now to, to uh, ride the log ride before it closes. And that's the way it happened, boys. Wow. Yeah, Vietnam was sweet. Great news, guys. Your TV show ratings have doubled. Wow. They've gone from six people to 12. Holy smokes. We could get an Emmy. I love the term holy smokes. It's so much better than holy shit or holy crap. Holy smokes. It's awesome. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> holy smokes. We could get an Emmy. 
Holy Smokes is good. I like Holy Moly. But, holy, uh, Mo- holy Moly's comical. I feel like Holy Smokes isn't comical. It's just like, it's like, a, it's, it's, for me, it's, it's like one step up from Holy Shit. If you say Holy Shit, it's like, oh, Holy Shit. Holy Smokes. It's like you're actually generally surprised. <laughs> holy Smokes. <laughs> but we're now on set with Jesus. And he's being told that he's being killed in the ratings. I love the, the, the introduction. The only man in town with a fully stocked wine cellar. But <laughs> that's the way they announce it. Jeez, Christ. <laughs> it's the fucking best, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Every time that happened, I was just like, I had to pause this episode several times. I was just laughing so much. <laughs> Jeez, Christ. Because <laughs> that's what they do. It's exactly mm. what they do. It's just oh, so ridiculous. But... Uh, it's, he's very dull. He's told to be bright. So then he gets Bob Denver, on, Bob Denver on as a guest. Not good, is it? <laughs> Not good. Gilligan doesn't have much to say. <laughs> no, no. Very boring interview. So the band then sing, nothing from nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus just rolls up. Oh, my God. What have I got myself into? Yeah. The boys then give their presentation on Vietnam and Garrison's just not buying it at all. Where the fuck did you learn that load of bullshit? <laughs> and you know, what, you know what's funny is the kids, they did what they were supposed to do here. They went oh, and they yeah. asked a Vietnam War veteran what they what, what, what happened there. And they were just, they, like, they have every right to be angry. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Yeah, I don't think, they've got bad information. They've got bad intel. So he, he gives them an F minus. And I, li- I like this. How do you know you weren't there? Everyone gets attention. That's what I think is great is when people who haven't experienced something have an opinion on something. They've, they've, they've oh, yeah. When have they done this before in a previous episode? Oh, the, I've never taken drugs, but I know they're bad for you or whatever. So, <laughs> That's I, I right. love that. Yeah. I love that, yeah, that <laughs> someone who has no experience has apparently a stronger opinion than those who actually experienced it. But then we're in detention and Mr. Mackey is explaining why they're in detention. You're inferior. <laughs> You're awkward. <laughs> <laughs> the kids aren't paying attention at all. No. The boys then question why Jimbo lied to them. Because he's an old drunk hillbilly dick, I believe is what Cartman calls him. Something mm-hmm. along those lines. So they've got to get him back. And Kyle gets an idea. And as you were discussing earlier, the, the, the sweets just get sweet. escalate, don't they? Sweet. Super sweet. <laughs> yeah, I think what was Cartman's catchphrase. What was his catchphrase by this point? So we're, the first season's done. They've sort of siphoned out a lot of the... Mm bandwagoners what, what was his was sweet was that his thing for some reason I thought for a while respect my authority but that got used a lot it, it was did, only one yeah. episode it really caught on but yeah you're right it was only one episode that that that, that happened in I think yeah I think sweet became a real thing by the way listeners if you can hear the, the pattering outside is pouring down rain where I am so apologies if you can hear that pitter patter it's a bit of a miserable ass uh, afternoon here in, in G-Town I'm just going to look at the window here yeah, it is teeming down where I am. I only live like five minutes away from you. What's funny is like, here in Geelong, it was like 30 degrees yesterday. I had Holly at the beach. We mm. went to leave because it was getting too hot. Now it's pissing rain. What's yeah, happening? No, no. Oh, it's Victoria. Five seasons in, <laughs> five seasons in one day. Yeah. <laughs> I feel We might as well give us another season. We fucking, we've run out of the fall. We go through them all <laughs> exactly. in one day. So. We've got, yeah, summer, uh, spring, winter and autumn, and also monsoon season. Yeah, we, we get through all four by lunchtime. So what are you going to kill the afternoon with? Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, getting back to the episode. <laughs> so, yeah, so Cartman's saying super sweet. Jimbo's back on Jimbo's show now. He's got another video. And when we roll a film, be sure to look away. Because what, what does it do? It, it, it puts you into a catatonic um, state, yeah, doesn't it? puts yes. you in a coma. <laughs> if, you, if, if, you, if, you, um, if you look into the eyes of the, um, the Mexican staring frog of southern Sri Lanka. <laughs> why, why is it a Mexican frog from Sri Lanka? 
This title is a tongue twist every time. The Mexican staring frog of South... It's not just Sri Lanka. It's Southern, Southern Sri Lanka. But they, the kids then decide they're going to go make another video because that one worked so well. A couple of them put it on the television. Community television is kind of dead now, isn't it? It is, unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, I think Channel 31 still exists. But there's, there's no need for it. You've got YouTube and social media yeah. now. I think, yeah, people have migrated to YouTube and, um, as you said, TikTok and the like, yeah. TikTok. Yeah, I'd love really. to see you using TikTok. I want to see a TikTok with you in it. No, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then Jesus' producer, he's very, uh, she's very worried, I should say. She's very worried. He needs to make more changes. Remember, big, big, big. big. <laughs> and then we get the woman whose husband barely survived being trapped in a car. If you're just joining us, we've been listening to Michelle's incredible story of survival. Go on, Michelle. Well, as I was saying, I tried to trap up over to her gorgeous wooden butch. My husband was trapped for 12 hours. And yet somehow he managed to survive. That's right. He's a very brave man and I love him very much. I love you too. Well, let's see if the audience has any questions. Yes, uh, you over there. I think she needs to kick him to the curb, baby. Kick who to the curb? Her no good husband. She's got to lose that zero and get herself a hero. But... He wants to have his cake and eat it, too. He's got to dump that trash girlfriend. It's all about respect. you got to have respect for yourself. Uh, I think we've somewhat missed the point here. Let's go to somebody else. Yes, your comments. Montero, I think we're forgetting something very important in all of this. Okay, sure, he touched some children, but the man is a great singer and he has entertained us for so many years. W- what are you talking about? Michael Jackson. All this bad mouthing, putting the man down... Maybe he did touch some children now and then, but come on, it's Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson! Uh, we'll be back right after these messages. So Jerry Springer, he had his, um, he didn't lose his way. The show kind of lost its way, but it sort of became a, um, almost a piss take of its own self by, mm. the end of the, by the end of its run, Jerry Springer. But Maury Povich, his shtick was, um, who was the father of the baby? Yes. And naughty children. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen the video, The Saddest Kid? Of all time, I believe it was on maybe maybe it was like Doctor Phil or something, but it's a kid who was acting out, and they get a drill sergeant in, and the guy's like, "Do you want me to be your daddy?" Because this kid, and he's just like, "Yes," and the guy's like, "What do you mean you want me to be your daddy?" He's like, "I don't have no daddy," and everyone's like, <sighs> and he starts starts crying, and then the, the drill sergeant realizes in that moment. I can't yell anymore. He just gives mm. the kid a big cuddle and takes him backstage. It is like the fucking saddest thing you're, when he's just like. I don't have no daddy. Oh, my Everyone's God. Like, it's like the saddest thing you'll ever see. <laughs> I, I, every time I watch it, I cry. Because this kid who's just like on stage with his mum, like, I'm acting out, blah, 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 blah. Do you want me to be your daddy? Yes, I don't have no daddy. Yeah, oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, we have to check this out once we're done with it. You have to check it out. It's, and there's like a documentary about trying to find this kid. It's like the, the saddest kid, the saddest kid that ever lived, I think it's called or something like that. It's like, it is, oh it's worth watching. It's, it's worth watching regards to how sad it is. It's worth checking out anyway. Uh, so then the kids are now filming the new video. And this one got, it's got, Cartman just talking, just the sounds. Yeah. <laughs> the sound effects <laughs> <laughs> I just love this. Frogs don't talk. And the Mexican staring frog. I'm very dangerous and scary. You just know that Trey Parker and Matt Stone were having a fucking ball oh. in the studio recording this one. <laughs> but then just the, excuse me, guys. <laughs> well, why they tell him what? <laughs> And then you get in the dress up as the old woman. You're, you're, you have to be the woman because you're old. No people are fat. You're fat. <laughs> it's, just, <laughs> it's, good, it's, it's good logic. Yeah, just a, just a, <laughs> 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 it's a fall over. 
<laughs> oh, so great. Jimbo then rolls the new video and it ends with Kenny Mooney. Mooney, it's yeah. That's, classic. That just felt very South Park to me. It was, it <laughs> yeah. was just, it was perfect though. <laughs> Damn that frog. So the, the kids, they're going to go on location now to, to hunt down the frog and the producer thinks that it's a, just a publicity stunt. You know, she just, she, she can't believe it. She's like, you know, even I want to watch this, this, this thing, even though I know it's bullshit. So we need to prove that it's a sham. She comes up with various ideas and she sort of escalates. Perhaps we can get them taken off air and perhaps killed. And Jesus is like, what the, what the fuck? <laughs> what is happening here? <laughs> and then we get the, uh, the too hot for TV. Yay, my children. I am the way and the light. You've Let's seen Jesus and Pals. Now you've got to get the video. Jesus and Pals, too hot for TV. Things get a little out of control. You won't believe your eyes. Order now, only $19.95. Remember, this is stuff you can't see on TV. It just took me straight back to 1998. Like, it was so great. Yeah, just... You know, you'd only see those ads after maybe 9.30 or 10 o'clock at night. Yeah. yeah. You know, or that, that was when you just got the gold. The, the, uh, fool's gold, absolutely. But, uh, you know. Up late, up, up late with hot dogs. Remember that show? <laughs> oh, God, from Big Brother. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Big Brother Australia had a, a, a cast member named, who <laughs> went by the name of Hot Dogs. He wasn't the most charismatic person, but he, he, he went by Hot Dogs. I need to know what he's doing now. Keep talking. I'm going to look it up. Okay, look up hot dogs. <laughs> what kind of person watches hot dogs? Simon um, Deering was his name, yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, after hours you get ads for like, um, the one that I remember the most, and this is more from the early 90s, mm-hmm. there was some very, very ribald Asian movie called Sex and Zen. Okay. And um, it, was pretty, it was pretty racy. And I'd, I've forgotten if this was when it was showing at the cinema or when it was out on home video. But they had like a really sort of, go and check out Sex and Zen. Rated R. <laughs> <laughs> because it had the R rating. Yeah. But it was just like, wow, this sounds pretty sexy. <laughs> they just, uh, just really uh, drew out the R. Ribald. <laughs> <laughs> Something Ribald, no doubt. But just like, rated R. <laughs> or you'd get ads for like, you know, call now. Our- I remember the call now. It's like, call me now. Our I'm sexy waiting. ladies are waiting for you, are waiting to take your cash money. <laughs> I, um- I remember once, I remember calling one of those once just to see what would happen. I think my mate Fitzy was with me at the time. I remember we called and we heard that lady's voice and like three seconds in, we're like, oh! <laughs> we're like, <chicken> out. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I did that when I was a haughty young man, you know, before you could, you know, Get porn on your phone. <laughs> you had to actually call someone and say, "How about you talk dirty to me?" <laughs> I remember making a fucking like, fake profile of like, myself on like a dating website just to see what would happen when I was like I don't know sixteen, and I think it might have been Fitzy again. We, we got up to some trouble. I remember like making this profile, and like these actual like women were like contacting me and stuff, and I'm like, now I just feel bad for these women. They're like, yeah. <laughs> these these women like me. I don't know what to do anymore. <laughs> Well, Brendan from Geelong seems like a catch. Yeah. <laughs> it's like 32-year-old, at the time it's like double my age, like 32-year-old Brittany. <laughs> oh, mate. Oh, yeah, but those, those late-night ads for things like, yeah, too hot for TV or, you know, girls gone wild or whatever. I mean, with a bit of hindsight, you realise, oh, God, half this shit was so exploitative and just, you know, sleazy and wrong. Yeah. But at the time, it's kind of like, ooh, forbidden fruit. <laughs> Just, uh, we're putting such a horny spin on it as well. Just the voiceover guys, especially. Yeah. That's the, that's the thing I remember. I just love it. I've got, I originally had in my notes here when I was first typing it. 
a great homage to these things. And I'm like, wait a minute. Now, this came out in 98. This is just what, not as taken off what was happening at the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's still, yeah, it's a, it was a great, uh, it's like a real, just like travel back in time, watching that mm. Too Hot for TV. It was so good. And Jesus' shocked face the entire time throughout. I know when the, the, the very last bit where the girls take their tops off and Jesus comes in. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> Pulling the, what's that, the Pokemon face? Oh. Did you ever order like a Too Hot for TV thing? Not a porn, but like a Too Hot for TV. I remember we, like, I ordered a Jerry Springer one. I didn't want my parents to know. And I eventually I found out because it came up on the bill, Jerry Springer, too hot for TV or whatever it was on, on my mum's bill. But I ordered it. And then I remember watching it going, this is not the amount of boobies I thought I was going to see. <laughs> I'm like, okay, it's a lot of swearing, but you know, I hear that when my parents fight. I want boobies. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't get that when my parents fight. No, um, thankfully. No, I don't think I ever ordered any too hot for TV stuff. I have, a, I have a buddy who was very into that kind of trash culture stuff. I don't know if he got it. I think he might have got one or two, and I might have watched a little bit and go and went, if I'm going to go in on Too Hot for TV, I really want Too Hot for TV. So let's just go. You know, do you have any actual pornography? Yeah, let's just, watch that. Here's, here's a question. Have you ever watched porn with a friend? I never have. I've always just, I've, I've got like mates who have like watched porn together. I'm like, I just would find that the most awkward thing ever. Uh, yes, I have, but not to the, but, <laughs> not like jerking off to or anything, but just like watching porn with no, them. No, no, it's just like, like it's awkward. Because like, it's like, do you talk during it? Or what do you, what do you like, I just, I don't think I would. I think it's, yeah. Do you kind of have it on in the background while you're like shooting pool or something or having a drink. <laughs> and, you know, you're talking more than anything. It's like, when we need something on, you know, and I don't know, MTV's crap at the moment. So, yeah. 10 on 1 game bang. <laughs> <laughs> then you sort of. Holy moly, <laughs> look what's going on there. Oh, holy smokes. <laughs> <laughs> holy smokes, yes. <laughs> they get the um, the anonymous tip about the frog, and it's just uh, south of Stark's Pond. Hey, Ned, remember that time we got that anonymous tip back in Nam? You were in Nam? Where were you stationed? Mm, Denang. With the log ride? Yep. Man, I was in Tet. We had a badass roller coaster, but all we ever wanted was a log ride. We waited and we waited, but they never built us one. I think Danforth wanted a log ride more than anybody, but he he had to settle with that lame dinosaur water adventure ride. That war was hell on everybody. <laughs> They're now the highest rated show. They've got 20 viewers. Yes, they arrive and they see the frog, and he creates a diversion with a grenade. Ned is, but Ned, unfortunately, has gone catatonic. I thought the visual of Ned catatonic was just hilarious. <laughs> the hair sticking up and everything. <laughs> At first, I was like going... Ah, uh, this is kind of like stupid that like this fake toy frog they've made is going to actually make him catatonic. I'm like, ah, uh, I hope that's not where they're going. No, he mm. just he created that state himself because he was just so scared. And I'm like, that. Well, I can I can buy that. <laughs> like he, he the the, sto- <laughs> oh, yeah. the 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 legend of this frog has has scared him so much that when he looked at it in the eye, he sent himself into this state. You psyched yourself into it. Yeah, they get the fight for life helicopter for Ned. Then Jimbo is sad by Ned's bed in the hospital. Are you reading the outsiders to him or something? <laughs> Stay gold, pony boy. I can't, like. I can't remember, actually. Yeah, he probably read something <laughs> like that. But yeah, this is where the kids reveal that the frog was a fake. I was like, it would take some serious balls to come clean with this. Like, you've got oh, to get yeah. to the level where it's like, <laughs> this guy's nearly dead. It's also a case of if my uncle's ratings are like tripling, you just keep running with it, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but um, but Ned has, uh, as he explains, and Ned's set himself into the coma with his. So I think the the producer actually explains this, doesn't she? He set himself into the state with a psycho psychosomatic. But the producer offers a chance to be on Jesus's show to tell their story. So she's trying to capitalize on everything and boost some ratings for Jesus's show. 
They're all though dull though. They're all they're all very dull on Jesus' show. The boring responses, boring questions, blah blah blah. So they go to break, and producer says to spice it up. You know, get pissed off and throw a chair at Ned. Dibs. Dibs. <laughs> throw a chair at the guy that's in the catatonic state. <laughs> Jimbo, uh, he's not. He's gonna lie. And uh, he gives Dan a taste of his own medicine. You know, that, that, the little fibber. He calls him a little fibber. I like that. I haven't heard the yeah. term fibber for a long time. You little fibber. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they come back from the break and they all just, they all just lose their shit and a riot breaks out the crowd and Kenny gets killed. He gets pulled apart. Gets <laughs> ripped in half. Yeah. Set, sends uh, Jesus into a, a, a mad state and he says, shut the fuck up. Does he shut the fuck up? I'm pretty sure it says something along he, those lines. He does. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, what is wrong with you people? But the thing is, though, in that moment, did you notice that his mouth didn't move? I missed that. No, he didn't have a mouth at all. Just said, Jesus, he like, says, Jesus, what is wrong with you people? And there's nothing, there's, there's nothing there. It's like they forgot to animate it. Shut the f*** up! <gasps> Jesus, what is wrong with you people? Look around you, Stanley. Look at all the pain and suffering your lie has caused. We really did it because Jimbo lied to us first. We had this report on the Vietnam War for school, and we interviewed Jimbo about it, and he made up all this stuff about Vietnam, and he got us in trouble. Hey, now, everything I told you boys about the war actually happened. Mr. Garrison said there was no way that you could have defeated the entire Viet Cong Army by yourself. The entire Viet Cong Army? I, uh, well, okay, I might have embellished the truth a little, but that's different. Is it? Well, sure, I mean, well, no, I, I guess not. And as for you, Stan, I, I think you need to kick your drug habit. Wait a second, I don't take drugs. That was a lie. Wait, Jimbo made that up? No, your producer did. She made Jimbo tell everybody that I did drugs. What? During the break, your producer came over and told Jimbo what to say about me. She told him to lie. It's true, she did. I'm such a tool. Oh, really? Yeah, then she told us to throw a chair at Ned. Yeah, I didn't want to do it, Jesus. They made me do that. Screw this show. I thought this was all real. Wait, everybody. Come back. Don't feel too bad, Montero. We all want to touch children sometimes. It's only natural. Then everyone leaves. And I like this as well. So everyone leaves in the audience because they thought it was real. I thought this show was real. There comes a point. It's almost like this when Santa Claus is right, but for grown-ups, where it's like, oh, you mean everything I watched on Jerry Springer was scripted? Yeah. You mean none of this was real? I don't believe nothing anymore. <laughs> I know, yeah. The lovely Louise and I, yeah, we've been watching 90 Day Fiance for goodness knows how long. And, you know, it's like... Emma, a lot of this has got to be set up. Yeah, you know. none, of, none of this shit's real. <laughs> but still, you know, you, you, you've got to tell yourself a little white lie every once in a while. Yeah. The producer's justification is like, I believe you would find they are real people, hence real <laughs> reality show. <laughs> but, uh, I love that. Don't worry, Montel. Everyone touches children from time to time. It's only natural. <laughs> it's only natural. <laughs> it's only natural. Uh, they're on their way out. Jim and the kids, they all apologize to each other. They're very sorry. He says he'll, um, he'll take him home to watch some... Uh, they're going to fix him by taking him home to watch some hardcore porn. That'll snap him out of it. Speaking of porn. <laughs> Jesus then says uh, he's lost sight of what got him into TV in the first place. Yeah, titties and beer. Good beer. <laughs> I was going to say the, uh, the, pursuit of, the pursuit of truth, but uh, anyway. And he says he sent the producer away. And it turns out she's in hell. And Satan and Saddam are now in a relationship. They're a couple. They're, it's official. Hey, hello. How you going? Put your feet up. <laughs> <laughs> but then, it, but the episode closes out with just another thing that I think is really fantastic. Just that uh, war is hell. My brother died in my arms. Like it's um, absolutely ripping off the um, the song at the end of like First Blood or something. Yeah, <laughs> it's, a, it's a long road and it's hard as hell. <laughs> so, yeah, I also really enjoyed the um, okay, honey. 
<laughs> <like> That's <laughs> but yeah, as you say, I think this is the point now where you can honestly say we're watching proper South Park. It feels like they've just yeah, like, like I was saying at the start that with the um, not without my anus, they siphoned out the bandwagoners. Now they're just putting on a show they know the hardcore fans will like, and it fuck it's so good. Yeah, I mean, it it never felt like a a cowardly show or that it had the brakes on in any way, but it just feels like no, we're making exactly what we want to make now. I mean, not as in terms of like being quote-unquote outrageous or anything like that but just the humor feels very specific it feels like a really yeah distinct personal sense of humor it doesn't feel like it's catering to anyone except uh, matt stone and trey parker and it's very hard to create a show like this that doesn't have majority people going oh you're just being crazy for the sake of being crazy you know it it has a point to it a lot of the stories like everything they do here isn't just ridiculousness like, you know, they're teaching kids don't lie. I'm like, it's actually a life lesson in this episode, as silly yeah. as that may sound. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it, it's got, a, as I said, like, it's got a moral compass. It's also pointing out, you know, look, <laughs> reality TV, it's kind of ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll exploit the fun of that, but we'll also show that, yeah, it's kind of dumb and kind of unreal. So, yeah, I mean, there's, there's a bit under the hood. There's a bit of meat on the bone. Hello, sir. Postman Butters with a special delivery for you. All right, Mr. Davis, we've got a mailbag question here for us this week. Southparkmailbag at gmail.com. This one comes from Justin Hughes. And Justin Hughesy. Sa- and yeah, Hughesy. And Justin says, hey, guys, loving the show. Thanks for covering my two favorite shows growing up. He says, was wondering, which animated series do you wish South Park did a true crossover with in the earlier seasons when it was still at its peak? Do you think it could have worked on The Simpsons, for example, if they were driving through Colorado and the car broke down or something? Do you think a Simpsons South Park true crossover could have worked? I don't think it would have. No, I don't think Matt no. Granny would ever have allowed it. They strike no. They strike me as very much apples and oranges. Uh, yeah, I, I think it'd be fun to have like a little like a cameo because they had King of the Hill cameo in um, in the Simpsons. Yeah, I think, yeah. yeah. Maybe, or like, even like, like, maybe they're driving through Colorado and you just saw like them standing sitting at the bu- standing at the bus stop or something as they're driving past. Yeah, and oh, <laughs> yeah, and that'd be it. You know, yes. or, or you just have. Yeah, with that guys. Why are they so yeah? Because <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, they, like re- they reference the Simpsons a lot in in South Park. Yeah, but, but it's, like, it's very yeah. much like sort of different universe. It would be it would be almost like you know a Marvel DC kind of crossover. It's just like eh, I don't know if this works. What I about think these um, things? The best get separate. I said a lot of people have said the same thing about Family Guy and South and Simpsons though, and they did a true crossover with that, but and it was terrible. But I guess they're both owned by Fox <laughs> though. That's a difference. Um, yeah. What about like? Birdman, Harvey, Harvey Birdman. Yeah, it's like an adult swim kind of thing or something. Yeah, yeah I mean... Um, it, pro- it probably could have worked for Family Guy, more so than The Simpsons anyway. Maybe, yeah. There are certain uh, animated shows that have more of a South Park sort of sensibility. It's usually sort of adult swim stuff. There was one that I... There was a show that I really liked. It only went for one season, I think, called Xavier Renegade Angel. Um, and it was... It's very much that early 2000s kind of anything goes, ultra weird, bordering on offence, actually not even bordering on offence, crossing the border into the land of offence kind of stuff. And it felt very South Parky to me in some ways. So, I mean, I don't know, something like that. I, I'm thinking of, I'm trying to think of some other titles, but yeah, I mean, Adult Swim stuff is the is other ones that really sort of spring to mind. Yeah. Thanks for the question, Justin. Thanks for listening to the show as well. If you do have a question for us, southparkmailbag at gmail.com. This has been our review of the Mexican Staring Frog of Southern Sri Lanka. 
Next episode is going to be City on the Edge of Forever. So listen for that in a couple of weeks' time. Do not forget, mm-hmm. guys, please continue to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Check us five stars. And if you do have the time, please leave a few kind words as well, a little review to help other South Park fans discover the show, boost us up that algorithm. Also, please check us five stars on Spotify if that's how you're listening to this show. And like I said, if you do want to support the show, if you're enjoying what we do here at uh, Going Down to South Park and you want to get early access plus access to a bunch hours upon hours of bonus podcasts as well as Zoom chats each month with Guy, myself and much, much more, you can head to patreon.com slash forefinger discount. So like I said, this has been our review of the Mexican Staring Frog of Southern Sri Lanka. Next episode is City on the Edge of Forever. Mr. Davis, any final words for those amazing listeners out there? Remember listeners, big, big, big.